Hello and welcome to That One Case, the podcast where lawyers share stories of the cases that influence their careers. My guest today is Kenneth Levine, trial lawyer and now film writer and consultant based in Boston, Massachusetts. For 40 years, Kenneth and his firm have helped the victims of medical malpractice receive the compensation they deserve. But most recently, Kenneth turned his hand to writing for movies such as Pieces of a Woman to help directors create more accurate court scenes. In today's show, Kenneth tells us a story about the importance of being authentic and how convincing a jury depends on a lot more than just having a good case. So we're lawyers in Boston, which means that, although you can't tell today, I'm wearing my COVID outfit with no one in the office, you know, my vest, but, you know, we're lawyers in Boston. So we wear gray suits and we wear blue shirts with white collars and rep ties and handkerchiefs in our pockets. You know, we look like we're from Boston or from London, for that matter. Where my favorite store in the world is Drake's, actually. Oh, me too. This is a, I'm wearing Drake's right now. There you go. My favorite store in the world. I have more Drake's ties than any human being alive. So, so, uh, you know, we look like it. And our work, though, um, is a little bit in in the East Coast, you know, in the Northeastern Corridor, New York, Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, but a lot of it's around the country. Um, And we do a lot of birth injury cases. So we had a case in Wisconsin, which we took in a county of a thousand people, Grant County, Wisconsin. The town had a little a courthouse and a couple of little stores you know we agonize over things like this like okay how do we from boston present ourselves in grant county wisconsin where the whole county is a thousand people and the county's as big as new england you know how do we do that how do we come there and do we change our clothes do we have to speak differently and the decision we've always made is to be ourselves i mean i always believe that juries can tell if you're not authentic, you know, and be what you are. If, if, if you wear blue suits and you wear a handkerchief in your pocket, then do it. And that's who, you, that's who you are. So we showed up at the trial. The lawyer defending the hospital and doctors was from Milwaukee, beautifully dressed man. At the trial, he showed up wearing a raggedy old jacket and kind of disheveled pants. And I thought about it and I said, well, He's taken the other approach. You know, he's decided that he's going to try to be a man of the people. Well, I had my blue suit on, you know. So we tried the case. We got a really tremendous verdict. We got a huge verdict for that area of the, uh, of the country. You know, very conservative people. And I talked to the jurors afterwards, and I said, you know, did you mind, or did you notice that, like, you know, the other lawyer had on, the same clothes every day and you looked a little raggedy. Did it bother you that I had on, you know, clothes that looked like I walked off German Street? And uh, and they started to laugh and they said, no, we were insulted by that guy because, you know, we have cable television, you know, and we see all these lawyer shows and all these movies and they all look like you. So we thought he was making fun of us. And it was a lesson that I learned. That was years ago, and I learned that lesson. We've taken that lesson with us all the all the time. You know, be ourselves. Don't try to pander, or you know, lower yourself to what you think the audience is, because you don't know. You know, you don't know. And in this world where we're so connected, you know, people in Grant County, Wisconsin, can see the same Netflix and cable shows that we can see, and 
you know, they have in their own mind, they have in their mind what they think a lawyer ought to look like, and they expect you to be that person, even though it's a tiny little county. So yeah, that was that was a, that was a, a really good lesson for it. Those are, that's my favorite my favorite story. Super interesting. I wonder, do you, how do you feel? Do you feel like the the case would have ended differently had this this local attorney played the part? You know, like been been authentic. Do you think that would have made a, a difference to the? Do you think it made a significant difference to the outcome of the case? I do. It, it, I, I I think it gave us a certain level of credibility. You know, medical malpractice cases sometimes are hard for jurors because the medicine is hard, and they decide cases based on really, you know, just just different issues. You know, and the credibility is so important. The other thing in that case, which was really not not neither here nor there, is I'm still kind of old school, and I bring big boards and I write things in, on a board. And this fellow had brought his son, and they brought out the latest technology. But the courthouse wasn't equipped for it. You know, these old courthouses don't have the tech, don't have the ability to support the technology sometimes. So his his uh, iPads and everything didn't work, and he got down on the floor to try to fix it in front of the jury. Also a bad move. It makes you look like you're rummaging around on the floor. You don't look real professional. So yeah, I do think if he had kept off the floor and worn a better suit, it might have been a closer case. I do think so. But uh, yeah, because we, because we spoke when we spoke to the jury, we had so much credibility with them. You know, they just thought that we were the authority figures. You know, we looked like the lawyers, so the things we were saying must have been, you know, more meaningful and more important. It was interesting. Super interesting. So it just goes to show that there's, there's a lot more involved in 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 the work that you're doing that goes beyond the facts and the presentation of those facts. Um, it really is about the whole experience that you create for the jury right like it's a it's a i don't want to say it's an act because it's not an act right you're not like you talked about authenticity you're not making stuff up here but you're packaging stuff and presenting it and doing a performance of some kind right it is somewhat of a performance and, and it, particularly in the work we do although things have changed you know 30 years ago people stayed in their own little area because people wouldn't find you but you know now years later you know people can find us to do these these cases on the internet. So our practice, and, and not, it's not just me, it's a, there are a lot of people that do national work like I do, but um, we have to be very careful also where we are. So, and this is sad, particularly sad, um, you know, about the state of the world. But, you know, for example, some experts are from Manhattan, some experts are from Boston. We have experts that are from the Midwest. We have some experts that are that, that are African American. There are some that are Jews. There are some that are different religions. And you know, if we're trying a case and we have a case in Alabama, depending on where it is, we might not want to bring the African American doctor from from Boston. I mean, and this is the sad part of what we have to consider all the time. I mean, it's it's tragic. We're in the year 2021. But we still have to think about where we are, who's coming to deliver the message, and how they'll be received in accepting the message. We've had trouble in the past, and not often, but a few times where jurors have made comments to other jurors about race, religion, location, of, and, and discounted things we've wanted to do. It's sad, but it's, it's still true. Do you feel like that's changed significantly? 
um, in, in, in recent years? Uh, I'd like to say it's changed, but uh, maybe tomorrow it will change when the, when the scourge in our world leaves the presidency. I don't know. My political feelings aside, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it'll change. Maybe our country will change a bit um, you know, when, when, when he's gone. I, but I, I, I think, sadly, there's still some of that deep-rooted prejudice that exists um, and, it, it, and, and for the lawyers that don't can think about it, they're not doing a service to their client. I mean, I'm, you know, it's not a political statement. It's, it's, it's a statement of reality. And um, you have to know where you are, who the audience is, how you're going to present the message to these particular people to win that case. Um, you know, I don't agree with that. I think everyone should be able to go everywhere. But I'm trying to win that one case. So... We, we have to think about things like that. Yeah, it's it's really hard, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't. That's a challenging thing. Well, I I would be remiss to not ask you about your your work. We've got a little time left. I I'd, I'd love to ask you about you know this latest part of your career, which is script writing, or at least being involved. So tell me, what what is it you're what is it you're doing here? Well, I was asked by the uh, producers of uh, this movie, Pieces of a Woman. Uh, Martin Scorsese is the executive producer and uh, Braun Studios, which did The Joker and all these movies. I have no idea why they called me. I think they called because the movie was, it was filmed in Montreal, but set in Boston. It concerned an issue with a midwife and a birth. So I think they called me because of my experience in this area. But as I got more involved with the writer, uh, Kato Weber and the director, um, they have a courtroom scene in the end of the movie and it ended up that I ended up writing the courtroom scene. I had never done it before. It was fascinating. Uh, and then they were kind enough to have my wife and I fly up to Montreal for a couple of days um, to work with the actors when they filmed the courtroom scenes. So it was uh, Ellen Burstyn, uh, Victoria Kirby, who's in The Crown, plays one of the parts. Um, uh, a lot of uh, actors, you know, people that I've watched for years and, and uh, it was just it, uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah, I, I, the best part was trying to tell the the actors how to how to act like lawyers. It was pretty funny. <laughs> did you get did you get them all the Drake's pocket square or what? <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, you know it's funny because because they they had an actor playing the uh, an actor playing one of the lawyer parts and he didn't dress exactly as I would have liked and and I said to them, well, you tease. You know, if you had asked me, I would have told you to get a different suit on that guy. But uh, you know, I'm a little particular. But. Uh, <laughs> At one point, they at one point I had to uh, they they weren't understanding what I was trying to tell them. So, the producers and the director had me get up, and do the examination of Victoria Kirby myself, doing both set parts, the prosecutor and the defense lawyer, to show the actors how lawyers do this. And the producer and director said, "How can you just do that off the cuff?" And I said, "Well, I've been doing it for 40 years." So I mean, mate, you, you know, you, you're you're on the the script writing side, but maybe there's a future in you uh, for acting in for you, you know, um, getting behind the camera or in front of the camera. Well, I suggested it. I tell you, I have a partner here who's a brilliant young woman, a lawyer, and I said to them in the beginning, I said, well, if you want everything to be done right, I said I'll bring up my firm. You know, we can have one play one part, one play the other. I said I just want to be the judge. Right. I said, just, I just want to play the part of the judge. That's all. <laughs> I said, so someone could object, and I can say it's you know sustained. I said, I've never been a judge. I want to be the judge. So, but they, but they actually considered it some of it, and then they said we weren't part of the uh, Canadian acting 
union, so we couldn't we couldn't do it. We weren't part of the guild or whatever. So we yeah. So uh, and then I couldn't get a. I'm in I'm in the credits as a consultant because I'm also not a member of the screenwriters guild. So which I'm becoming now actually. Well, I'm very much looking forward to the authentic courtroom scenes that Kenneth helped create. My thanks to him for sharing his story today. If you want to find out more about Kenneth, uh, you can find all the links in the show notes at thatonecase.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please do share it with someone you think would also find it interesting. Uh, Really would appreciate that. All the details on how to subscribe are over at thatonecase.com. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again next time as Susan Calra tells us the story of That One Case. (laughs) 